welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. My name is Julian Guderlei, and I have the big honor and pleasure to interview Z Zhang today. He's one of the co-founders of Space Chain. Welcome to the show, Z. Hi, hey, how are you doing? Absolutely well. I'm, I'm having a great day so far. I'm stoked to be on the line with you. Z, tell us a little bit about Space Chain and how changing the world. You guys send up a satellite to space with a piece of blockchain, as far as I understand. Yeah. Try to explain it for someone like me, who's, who's not an, a, to- a total expert at the, the topic of blockchain. Thanks for having me. And uh, what Space Chain does, we want to integrate space technology and uh, blockchain technology together to utilize the advantage that we can gain from you know, the flexibility and also the security from blockchain and, in, and to apply it into you know, promoting space, uh, space industry. And what we, do, um, what we did was actually on the February, and we worked with a quantum foundation and also a commercial space company in China. We launched a satellite with our blockchain payload, and uh, the payload actually becomes one of the, not one of, it's like, it will be, I think it should be the first ever blockchain node in space. So uh, that's uh, our proof of concept satellite, and we can have two more launch plan uh, this year. We're going to launch many more to basically uh, to launch many more satellites to build up our own uh, satellite network. So how we, where are we going with this is that, so basically we're finding out that all the decentralized, so many people in the blockchain industry are building decentralized applications, mm-hmm. but uh, what we found out is that all the decentralized applications are built on centralized infrastructure. For example, cloud service, star, data storage, data communi- uh, you know, data transmission, all of them are very, very centralized uh, you know, service provider. So, and the uh, interesting is that basically the fundamental logic is that there's no way you can build a decentralized Amazon if you're using AWS, because uh, <laughs> with your influence gets gets bigger and bigger, they can just cut you off anytime. And uh, so we just found it it really interesting. And um, so in order to have those kind of risk, we need a decentralized infrastructure. And uh, if we want to build a infrastructure, but well, globally, it doesn't make sense if we want to do like ground network, right? Because in, in that case, we need to have decentralized infrastructure everywhere, which is not very cost efficient and uh, doesn't really make much sense. So uh, that's why we are doing satellite network because uh, once we have the satellite constellation, then we'll have a global coverage. We'll have a, you know, the become an alternative way to transmitting data. So we are not necessarily replacing the centralized service, but we can be an alternative and has a risk that are getting completely shut down. So that's uh, one thing we are, we're doing. And the second thing is that we're developing something called a space chain OS. So the operating system will enable developers to develop their application just like in Android phones, iOS phones, or, or your laptop, but it's on satellites. So you will be, if you have a developing experience, you can actually be able to access our operating system and develop your application on satellites. So it will open be open source actually this month. I think on the uh, later part of this month, we will be open source on GitHub. So everybody is welcome to check us out and see what kind of cool application you can make, you know, on spacecraft. Yeah. Amazing. So you're basically building the decentralized infrastructure instead of creating a decentralized blockchain on a centralized infrastructure. That makes a lot yeah. of sense to me. With sending your infrastructure and technology into space, are you also kind of detouring government control? Uh, not necessarily, because uh, the, the idea is that we want to establish a standard. So as you may know that, you know, SpaceX, OneWeb, they're all building their constellation uh, for, with satellites. Uh, it's like 1,000, 2,000. So our approach is that we want to establish a standard than having many, many different satellite companies to launch their own satellites. So uh, for example, the total number, let's say 100, right? So 
for other people, for with a not without the, what we do is that when companies sense try to set up this hundred satellite network, but what we're trying to do is that we produce an open source standard for satellite software and hardware that we can have a fifty company. Each of us launch two two satellites with in different location and a different uh, you know kind of like uh, you know launch sites stuff like that. So basically, we don't actually avoid any kind of regulation, but we actually embrace different regulation at, at different places because uh, what we do is that we want to trust expertise of different companies and their local areas right so if you're launching in, in india in america that the launching company must be obey the local laws but uh, at the same time you will connect with the international you know network so uh, whatever that fits with your scenario, you can use the service that they provided. So I think that's just very interesting. Basically, we change the industry from one company try to do all things, but to become a distributed, you know, crowd-sourced like satellite network. I think that's something really interests us, and that's where we're going for. So basically, building the first, the world's first open-source satellite network. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we want to make it decentral as decentralized as possible. So I uh, just want to add on what I said is that if one company controls this hundred satellite network, that basically it's very centralized, right? But we'll have fifty to control it. First of all, if you shut one down, it doesn't really matter to the rest can still work be working. So that's pretty good in terms of security. And uh, at the same time, you have a different people to control the satellite network. So even Z, the co-founder of SpaceX, goes crazy and want want to make crazy decision. Those people don't need to really follow me and follow my instruction. So they can, you know, within the center, within the principle of the project, they can do whatever they want. But I, I, me as a you know initiator cannot really necessarily to influence what they do. So I think that's just very interesting. So even they say you know it's like they have a lot of flexibility for themselves. At the same time, they are work, we are working together. I think that's the beauty of blockchain. Cool, very cool. So what I hear you say is you're on the fundamental level, you're really taking the principle of a decentralized environment and and guaranteeing that it's actually honoring the decentralized. Part. So you said you're going to open up your code base to GitHub. So when is that going to happen? So the, the software part, it will be like uh, open source end of this month, before end of this month. So the first version. Wow. So as of March 2018, people can partake in building the software? Yeah, you can definitely start it. So, but uh, it's open source, you know, it's like, uh, it's, so it's open sourced and it's like, uh, it's a progressing, you know, and process. And uh, so it's going to take time to make it better and better, but uh, the first version we believe is pretty solid. Cool. Well, Z, I think we're, we're going really deep down a rabbit hole of, of specialization. I think for a lot of people, the topic blockchain is still something that they only really understand the surface. So maybe in your words, you can share with our listeners, what do you see blockchain applications can serve society and humanity? What are we building? What, kind, what are the apps and applications we're building on the blockchain? Uh, so you you mean what kind of application should be built, built on blockchain that uh, will help? Okay. Yeah. So uh, just from my personal perspective, I think now a lot of application has already been made. You know, it's a lot of, you know, gaming and a lot of like uh, distributing, you know, computing and also just a lot of cool application out there. But uh, there's no such thing, you know, as a killer app so far. So the coolest thing we have is, you know, the, we use Ethereum to issue our own tokens and uh, many people just do that. So that's the killer app of Ethereum. In real time applications, like very, very few still. So as it sounds interesting, we're currently looking at is that, so we discovered this project called a Bonic. So Bonic is actually founded by uh, UC Berkeley. Bonic, 
B-O-N-I-C, I think. So what they do is that uh, actually invite different people to contribute to your, their computing power to calculate for, you know, gravitational waves or, you know, try to receive, you know, signals from, you know, uh, like uh, outside of the earth, things like that. So we found it really interesting, but uh, now the contributors are not as many. So we figure it's like distributed ledger without Bitcoin, right? So uh, we actually want to uh, like uh, create a, you know, a distributed, you know, computing uh, power for, you know, for research, for, you know, uh, space research, but uh, with some incentive with it. So I think that's just apply the fundamental idea of, um, you know, Bitcoin also blockchain technology. Basically, you put incentive, in- incentivize the community members and to do, you know, a lot of great things. And uh, yeah, and uh, just so many applications. I think it's uh, we are very, very early in the industry. And just so many things we can do. So something we are also looking at is that, for example, our space chain OS is that we use a blockchain sandbox to create a secure developing like environment for the developers. Okay, so that's uh, I think that's a major application. So uh, one of the point we are trying to hit on is that we don't think the project should work for blockchain. We see many, many new projects. They just, you know, have this blockchain cover up on it, but doesn't really actually have the fundamentals. But uh, we want to the blockchain to serve for the project. So we have a purpose. And uh, if the blockchain is the right technology to serve us, and we can, we will be doing that. So th- I think that's the right thing um, when you want, want to make our application. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So you want you wanted to serve people's ideas and purpose, basically. Let me ask about purpose, then, Z, because like, how did you get this crazy idea, you and your your co-founders, to just send something into space? Like, did you? Is it something you've dreamt up all your life? I I want to be part of the space race, or <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, my co-founder, his name is Jeff Garzik. So he was. Uh, the third ever Bitcoin developer. So he actually uh, worked with Satoshi uh, early on remotely. And uh, also he worked at the Linux Foundation, uh, Red Hat, and he's a board of director of Linux Foundation. So I would say he's one of the best uh, open source engineer out there. So about uh, four years ago, he posted a, uh, a post on the Bitcoin talk forum uh, saying that Bitcoin in space, you can actually Google it. So, and he started trying to explore different things and, uh, and he, you know, has been trying things, but uh, however, because, you know, the money wasn't there, the, the industry was not mature enough to accept this crazy idea. So he didn't actually have made the launch. So uh, about a year ago, I started founder of uh, Quantum UM. Patrick died. So we were discussing how to make the whole network more decentralized. So we came up with the idea, you know, with the satellites, we can actually have a, you know, blockchain node in space and, you know, started from, you know, just being pretty cool. And then we dig more and like dig, dig a lot more about, you know, how, how we can, how we can make it really applicable. And then we find so many use cases. Then we were connected with Jeff Gardick, my co-founder right now. So then it was just clicking, you know. So, and that's one thing. And also my, so before, so I was a PhD, I was a PhD candidate in psychology at Columbia University. But I, I took a year, I took a half, like a term off to attend Draper University in Silicon Valley. So it was funded by Tim Draper. So he mentored us about, told us a lot about, about, about like what's, what's his vision about where, how the world changes stuff. So, and uh, he told me basically the coolest technology is blockchain, uh, also the coolest things he have ever invested in was the SpaceX planet because they're exploring different things. So I think it really planted a seed in my mind. 
and want to do something something like that. Yeah, it's just a lot of coincidence plus opportunity and and just you know other things happen. You know. <laughs> Cool. So you kind of were connected some of the like, influencers in that space and kind of the, the leaders in that space for a while. And, and that's how your curiosity was born. I like that. Let me ask you a critical question. So like for so many people that are not in, in the same industry as you, how does sending things into space help us build a better earth? Build a better earth. Okay. So one of the best reference I can get is that from, you know, Kennedy and his famous speech about we chose to go to the moon basically he's saying you know going to the moon going to space it doesn't really it's not about you know us you know us you know we want to see what's going on in the moon and but it's more about you know human survival in the long term if we don't spend money we don't spend resources like on things like this and it just never gonna get you know make any progress and so we actually benefit a lot so much from investing in this profound, profound technology because uh, with uh, it's interesting to see that you know when we have a different when we try to go to go to space and uh, you know when we invented satellite many uh, technology we invented to go to space actually become applicable to to help the earth uh, to grow for example we're using cell phone we're using a lot of you know all the gps service is all provided by satellites right so if we didn't think if we never thought about you know we want to send stuff up there this just never gonna happen so and uh, and uh, so that's actually what space is trying to do the reason we want to invent want to create the space os is actually to you know enable you know, empower the developer to make their application on, on satellites so when we talk satellite, many most of people feel like, oh, I'm not in the same industry. It's very far away from me. It's super high end. I will never get in touch with it. So we want to lower the barrier and make everybody feel like, oh, there's a possibility I can, you know, contribute in, in the industry, and that's a pretty cool thing to do. And uh, at the same time, we're also in the, in terms of business that uh, so what uh, the industry is. Uh, the space industry is happening right now is that the satellite manufacturer decides what application in, they're going to build in satellites. And it's quite often that they launch the satellite, they have the service, but they don't have the buyer yet. Once, after it became alive in space and it can provide service, they start to connect with the clients. So I don't think that's, uh, it, I think it's uh, not a very sustainable model at this moment. But so we actually want to mimic what happened with the phone to smartphone is that once, you know, having the Android and having the iOS, let the, let the designer, let the application makers to make application and they will try to try their best to, you know, make a solid business out of it. And what we do is we want to empower them to have these kind of opportunities. And uh, yeah, and uh, I just couldn't imagine what kind of application they're going to make. And uh, let's see how that goes. Yeah, and no, we're excited. Cool. Yeah, I can feel your excitement. What is your, what's your vision, Z? Like, in, like if we go out 20, 50, maybe even 100 years, do you see humanity being um, among the stars, kind of traveling beyond <laughs> just Earth and Moon? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think going, I think we got to stay in the Earth for another 100 to 100 years. I'm pretty sure, most of us. Uh, but uh, I think going to Mars, going to Moon, is, uh, it's going to be easier and easier. Cause for sure, because uh, I was uh, listening to this uh, uh, speech made by the founder of uh, uh, Booms Express, Naveen Jain. So he said, you know, it's all yeah, it's uh, it's all about you know having the best people and the best resource and uh, to to figure it out. You know, it's like a lot of things sounds impossible, but 
you know, when you have the right people, when you have the smartest person in the, on, on earth to think about it, and then we allocated the best resource, then anything is possible. So the, the fundamentals of solving this kind of problem is all about creating consensus, right? So I'm gonna refer to Kennedy again. So after he made that speech, most people no longer think about why we need to go to the moon, but they start to think about how can we go to the moon? So right. that's a completely different mindset. So once you allocate the, like the best resource and start to think about, you know, how can we get to the moon, then anything is really possible. So what Space Chain is trying to do and also what blockchain as capable of doing is about creating consensus. Also having created this uh, united group of interests as a humanity, mm -hmm. because most people, when they put the money into it, they want to sell returns. And uh, if not, this project is completely not relevant to them, so they are not as, as intense incentivized to do so. So, you know, what the blockchain, what the crypto can actually do is that it created this united group of interests, building up consensus and uh, stop thinking about why we need to do it. When, when we all realize this is an important problem, when we all realize it takes all, everybody's effort to do so, so we can actually stop worrying about that, but start focusing on the work on our hand and to try to make things happen. So, yeah, I think that's a, a very interesting application uh, in blockchain philosophically, also in terms of uh, an organizational structure. So I just found it really interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's kind of the hope for blockchain way beyond just cryptocurrencies and, and just the, the quick way to invest money and make money is what are we actually building for yep. society and how do we create a, a new way of governance, right? How do we create a new way of um, distribution and, and then like a more uh, decentralized of, of kind of way of letting information flow i guess is also part of it okay yeah well Zia, i have another question for you uh, on a per on a personal note so how do you how do you go about your days i know you're traveling a lot i know you're a very busy guy i'm glad you made some time for this interview but how do you stay in in like the zone like is this something you just wake up and you know i have to do this or is there like a certain practice you do or like how, how does your day look uh so normally because we have team members in Singapore, uh, Beijing, uh, Atlanta, London, different places. So I, I stay in, in the Silicon Valley quite often. And uh, normally what I do is I wake up about eight, 5 a.m. to uh, basically closing the day with all my, our Asian t Asia team because it will be like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. in Asia. Right. So I need to help them close out the, the, what they do today and summarize everything. Then I probably, if I got lucky and I figured out pretty soon that I will be able to get a power nap after that. <laughs> if not, I probably need to attend some meetings. And uh, uh, and most of days, you know, it's all about, you know, uh, just uh, discuss with the team. And all, because we have a really, really good team and uh, a lot of support. And so, uh, you know, we and also we have a solid plan. So it just... Uh, uh, we just plan things out uh, very carefully. Uh, normally in daytime, we go to interview, we talk to different partners, try to uh, promote the project. And nighttime is probably another, just, you know, it's start, and another time zone just starts working. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, having the passion. It's like, I, so what I I'm telling you, I have talked about it for like, this is my probably 2000 time to talk about this. But uh, this project just excites me this much. So I can talk about it tirelessly. So <laughs> yeah, it's all about, you know, having the passion and I really believe what you want to do. And also, uh, we, we, I also something I really believe because before this, I, I, my first startup was actually in education. So 
I took an exit after working on that for four years. What I realized is that after you keep telling people about what you do, what you know, they actually help you understand better. So that's why we are, I'm very keen on, you know, telling different people about what we do because we get, diff get different feedbacks. Then, you know, also many people just challenge us, you know, this doesn't make sense. But uh, we, we still, I think we still have a very good, uh, like a growth mindset. Any kind of challenge become, uh, you know, actually eventually beneficial to us and help us to figure out what the problem is. I think, yeah, this really helps me stay in Zoom because uh, I just feel like we are growing every, every day and uh, it, it's really helpful. Yep. Powerful answer. I love that you're going so clearly into passion, right? Like it, when we are filled with passion and we feel like this is a purpose, as you say, you tirelessly wake up 5 a.m., no matter <laughs> you're just there. This is what you want to build. And I think yeah. Kennedy a couple of times, but there's a Steve Jobs quote that, that I love, which is we really can't connect the dots before yeah. experience them. So like we can only connect the dots in retrospect. And so often things look crazy when we're innovating at large, but they really, really make a lot of sense 10, 20 years later. Yeah. Very, very exciting to have you on the line, Z. Maybe I'll, I'll have one, one more question before. Okay before we hang up um so for for you as as a young leader in this kind of in this kind of space how is how is the interaction with with all these like like people that that are part of your co-founding team like jeff and tim draper and and all these other people like are you do you feel like you're being supported by your elders or do you feel like this is something where you you always have to ask for permission because i know there's a lot of young inspired people out there that they're like, they're looking for direction right Okay, so I think it's all about clear and uh, what you want to think about what, what kind of position you want to play in the role. So actually, when I first, you know, established relationship with uh, our, like, you know, working relationship with Jeff, I was like, okay, we're co-founders, right? And you are this ultra famous engineer. I'm like, I'm like nobody at this moment. And so how it's going to work out? And uh, what, we, what, what if we're going to have conflict? So I knew this going to happen. So I just want to put it like up front, right? So, and he was like, oh, I, I'm the CTO, you are the CEO of, and uh, I will give you all the advice I can, but uh, you will be the one who makes the call and I will respect your call. So that's the best answer I can expect, right? And uh, when I talk, you know, and, uh, you know, Draper has been our advisor, um, Matt Rozak, uh, Patrick, and Jeffrey Member, people like that. So I'm not necessarily leading them. But uh, we are actually want to have this uh, distributed organiz organization structure. So they don't necessarily listen to me, but they are available there when you help. So, so it's a more of those kind of relationship. But at the same time, it's like I still be the one make the call because I told them early on because also they are all very experienced, right? So they are CEO at different companies. They are major, major investors. They are just very experienced guys. So they know how this works. So this patient, at this moment, I'm the CEO. So my call matters the most. And uh, what they do is actually be super supportive. Like, I don't think it's really about the age. It's about, you know, what kind of ideas you can bring on the table, right? So sometimes I bring out very, very silly ideas. They just say, oh, according to my experience, this didn't work. Then again, go back to what I said before. It's all about having the growth mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't mind getting challenged. I don't mind, you know, getting criticized. It's, uh, it's all become, a, you know, my, it's all become my mental soup. So it's like <laughs> helping me grow and uh, helping. Yeah, it's like if it, they, they are making sense. And of, of course, I don't, I don't mind, you know, accept their ideas. But uh, I have a reason that when I reach a point, 
but uh, if they didn't agree and uh, we were still uh, you know gonna talk about it discuss it it's all about you know communication having the right it's all about mindset because i'm a psychology major so i believe in you know having when you have the right mindset it's uh, other factor don't really matter as much yeah and oh, okay for the young uh, entrepreneur out there i don't think you need to worry too much about it it's so it's, uh, it's all about you know just get to start working because uh before this, I had no background in space, and I'm not technical in blockchain, although I've, I've been in the industry quite, for quite a bit. So many people actually challenged me, me about, you know, I don't think you should be the one who started the project. But here we are, you know, we're working, I think we're working just fine. So it's all about, you know, being pushing yourself and helping yourself, learning every day, uh, talk to the best people to get you better, because the best people basically know uh, have a, you know so much experience, so much insight they can share, and uh, if you soak yourself into with them, then you can become better and better. And uh, and uh, yeah, being young is actually advantage and disadvantage at the same time. You know, it's uh, people people want to support you when you're young. People want you know you have a very good learning ability, but uh, people are gonna criticize you because you're less relatively inexperienced. So having good compliments like people to to get surround you and uh, is always good. So, yeah, I don't know if I answer your question. <laughs> you're answering my questions, I think it's very interesting to hear what you're saying. I have to think of both Naveen Jain, um, when I had him on this show, actually, he's, he said something very similar. And also Elon Musk has, has kind of this way of approaching things, is when we only tend to experts, we will yeah. get very predictable answers, right? So yeah. being young and having this passion and this open mind that any, any idea could be the best idea. I think it's a very um, it's a very new way to go about projects, and it's a very innovative uh, way based on like a very true abundance mindset that anything is possible. We can create, yeah. it, dream it up, right? So I yeah, yeah, yeah. compliment you for for having this like um, yeah. Just want to add one point. Just add yeah. one. Want to add one quick point is that so <laughs> it's funny that so I have no back like uh, technical backgrounds, right? So sometimes my ideas are crazy, crazy, and uh, it just doesn't make sense in physics <laughs> so uh yeah that's important you have again it's important to keep the balance it's about yeah. you know when you you don't want to be crazy crazy you want to be crazy right so it's like you can it's like a little probably 20 percent beyond what we know that that's actually the best uh, like uh, the portion that you when you have a very solid engineering team when you have very good technical advisors then they were like oh okay this uh, never happened but uh probably we can try this then you know you need someone to support you like this but not like okay we are going to capture the moon and drag it to the earth that kind of idea right so uh, i'm not saying that's gonna happen but it's just like it's gonna be like far away so you want to make sense in business and uh, as and also technically at the same time so yeah again it's all about gathering very solid people around you and uh, so your idea can be accomplished it, it just like it doesn't stay in the idea part because many people, I think also, I think heavy idea is just overvalued itself. Heavy idea itself is just overvalued. You know, I stay in San Francisco all the time and I talk to different people and everybody believes they have the, the smartest ideas. And, uh, but the same idea going to, you know, they are just like be probably a hundred people thinking about the same, same time. It's all about execution, who move fast, who can, you know, get the best resource and uh, to, to make it happen. Yeah, that's just what I t my take. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for sharing your take with us. I, I think this is extremely valuable to teach people out there. Everyone has ideas, as you say, um, with surrounding yourself with uh, really like knowledgeable people, open-minded yeah. people and, and stepping into action. I think this is something I'm realizing in my own life every day and, and people are, are learning from 
from people like Tony Robbins or others out there stepping into action is where the gold really lies, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Z, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> you have a wonderful uh, rest of your day in Seoul, in Korea. I, I bet you're, you're busy connecting with people over there. Yeah, it's uh, 11.43 in PM. I'm probably going to go sleep after this. <laughs> okay, okay. We're 12 hours apart. It's just 11.43 AM over here. Nice. Uh, technology really works. Huh? <laughs> Can connect people like this. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's you, great. Uh, oh, oh, also, uh, you let me do one quick promotion. Absolutely. You can check us out at uh, spacechain.com. If you have any question you're interested, you can send an email to zjen at spacechain.com. That's my uh, working email. You can also send info at spacechain.com. That's our public email. So yeah, and uh, please contact yeah, us if Z. you're interested. Yeah, Cool. I hope you had a good time with this half hour episode with Z Zhang from spacechain.com. I hope you also learned a bit or a thing or two on the topic of blockchain, I certainly did. And in the theme of blockchain, I'm actually going to host some more interviews showcasing different social applications, different currencies, and different experts in the field of blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So stay tuned. Have a look at the website, greenplanet-blueplanet.com, or check the podcast out on Facebook, Green Planet, Blue Planet Podcast. Wherever you are, have yourself a fabulous day. Thank you for tuning in.